0: Come on Tottenham, stick it in the goal Come on Tottenham, the not so bloody slow You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen Put on that lily white and run on to that green White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its load of nights we fought our team through thick and thin and all those boring nights And when the game is done we'll sing a song and talk it out all night Hey! Come on, on Tottenham, Peters. stick
1: it in the Champions. Champions. Come Champions. on, Champions. Don't be so show you are the first team. Season seven, episode two of the Tottenham Family Podcast. Joining me on this week's pod, David Fornell from Sussex. Good evening. Hi, David. Right, um First game of the season, Everton. Um painful, painful watch, painful defeat. Um, it's, it's early doors. I know it's it, we can we can Get a little bit carried away sometimes when you when you win your first game and you think that you're going to go and go on to great things. And by the same token, when you lose your first match, which we haven't lost our opening day fixture, I think since five years ago was the last time when we lost at United um, at, at Old Trafford. Carl Walker own goal, I seem to recall. Um, sometimes we can we can be a little bit you know down in the dumps that sort of thing. And um, but it's early doors, so like let's it's not. Perhaps get too ahead of ourselves, but well, I'm sure I'm sure we will reflect on on the actual performance and start to pick holes in it. But but let's go back to um, the kickoff. We saw the team selection. Broadly speaking, was it what you expected? I mean, Lascelleso was injured. Jaffa Taganga was injured.
2: Yeah, I think I think it was. I mean, you called it. Um, you picked that side. You thought he'd pick. I didn't give it a great deal of thought. I mm-hmm. must admit. But when I saw it, I thought. Yeah, that's what I would expect. I, did, I didn't expect Uri to start. I mean, why buy a player um, like Doherty and not play him? You know? mm-hmm. So I expected to see him there, um, and I did expect to see Hoy there. So, uh, yeah, it was it was broadly what I expected, and, and I broadly expected a, a reasonable performance as well to go with it. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Somehow, uh, we didn't get that.
1: Now, I, mean, I thought we started off... Oh, K-ish. I thought we were pressing a little bit better than 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 last season when when we played them in the, the reverse. I say reverse fixture, but when, when we played them at home towards the end of last season, which was only two months ago, sixth July. Um, uh, I, I I thought the press was a little bit better early on, but I just felt we lacked that little bit of creativity. And the other thing that I was slightly concerned about was they had a few chances, chances, but they had a few um, counter attacks. Should we say? And they seemed to go right through us. I just felt, right through our midfield. And that was that was a cause of concern for me. And also I just felt in the final third Um, I don't initially I didn't think Kane got much of the ball. I thought Sun did did okay. Um he seemed to be the most threatening player. I wasn't too impressed with Mura and I thought Delhi's touch was poor a few times, but yeah, it's it was it was nil nil at that point. Um and you know it's still a very open game, and I thought and I thought sort of hoped that come the second half, um, Mourinho would talk to the players and they would come out and um, improve on the performance. But that wasn't the case. You know, after um,
2: the game, it's only too easy to look back and just think, "Well, that was just a, a shower of what's it." It really was. But in truth, we started off the first at okay. Mm-hmm. Everton built up ahead of steam. Uh, looked very slick, passing well. Uh, uh, we looked, I thought we were going to soak up the pressure, this is going to be a Mourinho, soak it up, break. We did a little bit of that. Um, there were a couple of very good chances. Doherty's 1 2 uh, with Kane in the 42nd minute. Had that gone in, and he did nothing wrong, Doherty, you know, it was a lovely little move, got through them, I think we'd have won the game. Mm. I really do. I think it was that close between. The two sides were fairly well matched um, until the goal went in and that's when you've got to question so much after that. We had so much. two
1: chances, didn't we? We had the Doherty chance, Pickford made yep. a good save and there was the one when I think Mora put Sun through and then Sun had the chance to put Cane through, or maybe go for glory himself. He, as it was, he selected to put Delhi through, and um, Pickford made a, a, another save. And yeah, if on another day, if either one of those or both of those had gone in, it would have been a different story. But on the uh, on the Delhi chance was Sun, I mean, Kane complained afterwards that Sun didn't square it to him. Was was I think the Kane option for me? I think was the better of the two options. But I don't think I don't think it, He was wrong. I don't think it was. It was necessarily a bad option to pass to, to, no. to Delhi, and and on any other day he might have scored, or was certainly a more clinical um, player, so somebody more accustomed to, to scoring a goal. Somebody like Kane would have scored, and you know, as it was, it didn't go in. Um, but I, you know, the, the most frustrating thing for me was that second half. I thought, okay, it's, it was nil nil. We're going to come back. We, we're gonna we're gonna improve on the performance. But those chances don't go in. That's football you, you, you get, on with, get on with it. And like you say, if it if they had gone in, it might have been a different different story, different podcast today. But we just showed nothing in that second half, I thought, for, for I thought and particularly when Everton scored, I just felt there was no fight afterwards. Um, their free kick, I know Mourinho was complaining that they took it four yards for, f- further forward than it should have. I mean, again, that's one of those things I sort of think, well, OK, shouldn't have, but... You, th- it's, it's happened you've got to deal with that free kick and I, I felt as good as a header it was I felt we could have done a little bit better with nobody seeming to, seemingly attacking the ball when it came in
2: yeah it's, it's um, he said five to six yards I haven't looked at it to try and measure it uh, is any free kick actually exact point mm. of foul no it's just the, 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 the amount that they crept in um, I wouldn't want to complain about it it was a poor defence yeah it really was. It was a lovely ball in, I have to say. Yeah. Um, gave Larice no chance. It was a textbook, sort of, meet the ball in the air right at the point of... And slam, and slammed it in. Poor old Lloris had no chance. And, uh, yeah, it wasn't good enough by um, uh, our defence. We should have bullied them out. Dyer did not... He wasn't on top of him. He got a f- little bit in front of him. And Dyer should still have been leaning on him he shouldn't have allowed him such an easy header so yeah paul if he's going to play in that position he's got to be better than that and i think a lot of games are going to be very close this season and it's just that sort of lack of concentration that one moment uh which will crucify us Mm. uh, again if you're not careful so it's got to be better than that it really does but that so I, i i certainly wouldn't complain um whether it was a free kick or where, where it's where it was taken um, we should have done better
1: yeah we yeah really just to digress slightly and I will, I will get back into talking about everton but do you think jose knows his best centre-back pairing
2: no no. I, 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 I agree think still, i think he's still playing with dire and seeing yeah. what i mean could have had sanchez yeah i think he's still just trying to work out um it's still very early days for him really in some respects um Dyer's, I'm I'm sure Dyer's gone in there and said, you know, I'm not comfortable. He, for the young lad that started, scored that goal against West Ham on his first game, sprinting through, he's not put on weight, but he looks more lumbering now. And I wouldn't, I'm not comfortable with him being in front of the back four anymore. I I think he's a Mm centre-half. Whether he's a good enough one for us. Time will tell if he keeps doing that and not winning balls because that's what he's there for, he's there to stop. And if he's not doing it, uh, then but I, I, that's getting ahead of ourselves, you yeah. know. Maybe he is the right man, but uh, that's his job. And I think, yeah, and I'm not, and I think Mourinho was always an admirer of Dyer, he tried to buy him for United. Um, and uh, I think you know, there are certain players Dyer is one he likes, Mora he loves, yeah. Um, these players will keep playing um, until they prove otherwise.
1: Yeah, no, I I agree, and I think I think that there's a little bit of a problem—not problem—but I think that if you take our centre backs, and I'm excluding Foyth and I'm excluding Jaffer to t- t- ganger in this, who's probably quite versatile and can play anywhere at the moment, and probably will be utilised in that fashion. But if you take the the three of Toby Sanchez and Alavero, I think Toby's probably the best defender of the three. Um, in term and and in terms of his you know, experience, quality player, distribution, positional sense, positional sense. You've got Dyer who clearly he likes, and I think is is good in the air, and I think he wants to persevere with that and make it work, which is fine. And then you've got Sanchez, who has got one thing over the other two, which is pace. Yeah. And I think that that's a, that's a problem when you play Tobian's... um uh, Dyer together you don't have the pace of Sanchez having said that none of them are left footed and I think the only one who can really play the, I think Dyer's probably the best suited to play in, in the sort of left of, on the left hand side of that, that pairing I think Sanchez struggles it tends to be that we switch Toby on that side and although he's f- fairly you know, competent in that position when it comes to his distribution he's cutting in on his right hand side on his right foot and, and I think that's that's a problem so I think that there's this sort of you know this trying to find the right balance and then you look at it also toby's what 30 31? 31 I think. so i think that in an ideal world jose's probably jose's probably planning for the future and, and wanting a pairing of of sanchez and um and dyer he p they i think if you, if you recall after the the restart those two played for a few games yeah um until dyer got his uh suspension for that um incident, shall we say, was it the Norwich game when he walked into this um, crowd Um, (laughs) uh, so I I think perhaps in the long term that might well be a pairing but but how do you? How do you, you? It's really a difficult one to drop Toby because he's probably the most competent. Defender. Anyway, I digress. I was just, yeah, I was just, I just, just curious to know your opinion yeah, on, on that.
2: Yeah, I don't think we should fuss too much on one incident. Yeah, you know, any more than Davis and that awful pass that he put Everton through.
1: Ooh, yeah, and, yeah,
2: and left um, uh, poor old Toby who completely miscalculated cutting, cutting across the speed of Richardson. And,
1: and Richardson should have scored.
2: Oh yeah, he, he, he made a. He actually stumbled. There was a little, once he'd gone past Larice, there was a, he, he caught a crab with his foot and he just had a tiny stumble and that was the end of him. And it was quite interesting because Dyer got back but he knew there was a chance of a pullback and he, wouldn't, he just didn't want to get to the line. So he did quite well, Dyer, to get back there. So, yeah, but I mean, he can't, you, you can't, um, yeah, I'm not going to, it's, it's, it's that second half. It's not one incident. It's the whole team and virtually that whole half and that's what we've got to focus on that's what Mourinho's got to focus on yeah sure there were mistakes and sure he can say to the players on the training pitch right off we go we're now going to practice defending free kicks you know, and, and work on those but the, it was a second half just awful just awful
1: I did say at the start of the just before we started recording on the pod that we're going to park all the questions to the second half of the podcast. I want to break my own, own rule here. Um, just there is one question I want to jump to simply because I thought it worth mentioning and it's, and it's, it's in a question. So John Stiggles talked about the Ali sub and he asked, you know, explain the Ali sub. So Delhi Ali came off at half time. Um, we then later on in the second half conceded a goal. I don't know if, if that would have. Made any difference? What? What's? I always so the way I look at football, I always try to rather than look at things like you know why the hell did he do that? Why did he? You know, I always try to try to get into the skin of the manager, try to um, try to understand their rationale, even if I don't agree with it. Okay, try to see why they've arrived at that decision, whether it's right or wrong. We'll see. So why? What? why do you think I've got my own for why do you think Mourinho took Deli Alioff off
2: um, I think he's picking on him he goes to every club and he ends up picking a fight with somebody that seems to be the end of him he he tries this this idea Pogba is the uh, most popular one that we all know that he picked mm. a fight with him and he lost in the end and he's already picked a fight with Dele. Um he said to him you know you're, you're a very talented player but you're not training well, you're not applying yourself as well as you could do. And I politely see, put. Yeah, well <laughs> I could see Delhi sitting there with his arms folded. Yeah. on the all or nothing. And I thought, yeah, look at that body language of Delhi. He's he's already got a confrontation he's not enjoying. And he's folded his arms and he's gone defensive. Mm-hmm. And I think he's picked on him. Now Delhi wasn't playing well.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, there's no doubt about that he's as you, as you said earlier his touch wasn't good he is a very creative player not in as much as Ericsson where he's a playmate he's not a playmaker but he, he's he's got a lot of creativity about him. those little flicks as we saw in the semi-final against Ajax that little flick through um, was just gold that was but today he wasn't on it but he got picked on and i as john has quite rightly questioned it what what the hell's in the thinking other than that i mean the thinking is i, I that's why i think delhi came off yeah but you've got to then question right, is sissoko coming on on the right wing and i can see what he's asked him to do try and get down that right wing which he couldn't manage to do because actually if he's got a head of steam you know a few years ago he destroyed us didn't he mm. like he had two goals and that 5-1 thrashing of us Yeah, and and Sissoko was away, wasn't he? Once he gets going, ahead of steam, my goodness me, he's hard to stop. But he never got any of that, and we lost any little bit of creativity we might have got with Delhi going off. So, uh, uh, I—that's how it felt to me Mm. that he was—he was more focused on punishing Delhi than he was maybe trying to win the game. That's a worry.
1: That I mean, if that's the case, and we know, like you said, he's done that at other clubs, and I think another one that comes to mind, Mkhitaryan at United. Yes. Under him, um, if that is the case, and I hope not, then that, that that that's a that's a concern. My own my own sort of thoughts were that yeah, Delhi, I didn't think he had a, had a great first half. His touch wasn't great. Um, by the way, you know, man, our fans previously complained that the Previous manager wasn't making substitutes early enough. Well, Jose did exactly that today. He he made a bold bold and brave decision. And sometimes you've got to you know you've just got to accept that and and, and trust trust the manager's ju- judgment. Sometimes he'll get it wrong. Sometimes he will get it right. Um, I thought that yeah, Delhi his touch with Paul. I think that we you know when okay came on. I thought there was I know he played on the right. Yeah, he went on the right. I th- I thought that he would help the midfield also um, because. We did seem to be a little bit overrun. And I thought, yeah. well now the body in there. And then Murrah sort of went down in the centre. And I thought, well is that something tactical? Is he looking for somebody a little bit more direct down the centre where Delhi was playing? Sporting Kane, son obviously on the left. Um and, and he identified that as a weak spot for Everton. Having said all of that, I don't think the substitution of Delhi cost us cost us a game, you know. We took we still have got good players out there. Surely, yeah, yeah, you know, and yeah. then he and then he bought on Bergwijn later on for I think it was either Hoiberg or Winx possibly. It was Winks possibly, so for a week. So Soko would then drop back into into a midfield position, and then you've got. A front free of Bergwijn, Mura Son supporting supporting games. I, I I don't know that it necessarily changed the course of the course of the game. I've seen a lot of fans on social media question the decision, but we 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 go a goal down, and it's a classic you know show that show that fight, show that character. And I yeah. just we it was nothing. Way. It was nothing.
2: We went the opposite direction. Mhm. And it wasn't until De Belle came on. Um, yep. That suddenly, and he took a few minutes to get us going. Yeah but I'm almost, uh, it was only the mo- it was only that when well, that's the catalyst for us to suddenly get going mm-hmm. I don't know but that seemed to be the moment um, he tried a few twists and turns yep. I'm not I was still not convinced by him but it's a poor time to come mm-hmm. on so was, again it's not right for me to judge yeah. him on, on that either but then we started to get going um, for the last 10 minutes but geez geez uh, 50, 55th minute Calvert-Lewin scored so we got 35 minutes to do something about it and we spent best part of half an hour just sending the ball round in front of Everton uh, at best mm. and really there was nothing uh, we desperately desperately need creativity, that's what was missing today, there was nothing there and unless Lo that boy and that worries me because if he's the only one, yeah, you know, if he's injured again, which he's just been most mm-hmm. of the time he's been with us. Um, where does that creativity come from? And, and what happens is that players who who are calling are making that run, do it when they know they're probably going to get it. But if Lascelles not on there, and they're watching the other boys to send it sideways, send it the back line. That's when you see Harry with his shoulders down a bit, looking and thinking, "Well, well, well what sort of runs am I mm. supposed to make?" I'm not being. And it ends up with Toby trying an awfully long ball, yeah, which Everton easily swallowed up, took it away. Everton won all the all the loose balls. Everton picked it up. That that was a very telling. Very it, telling.
1: Just, it just makes us predictable that way. Yeah. People people will, will know right. Well, they're either going to go long, or they're going to tr- try to go wide, with essentially with fullbacks, not tricky wingers in the old sort of fashion sense. word, somebody that could beat a, a player, commit that sort of thing. Um, the two creative players yet one, as you say, Licelso, but he's 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 at the moment injured, and he was injured a fair pit bit of last season. And the other one, possibly, and Dumbelli. Well, I thought when he came on, he did a few good things. Um, he also lost the ball a bit later, but I was fine with that. At least he was trying. He was trying to get it forward. What I found frustrating, and it's not with him, it was he did something positive. Drive us forward. Little drop of the shoulder. Gave it to somebody else, and then momentum stopped. Or, or whoever he gave it to was wasteful in possession, or, 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 or lost the ball. Um, but I think that yeah, we are. If it's not, you know, if if, if it's not either of those two. Then, or both of those two, then we need another player, and then it goes back to we sold Ericsson, That's absolutely fine. He, you know, he, he didn't. Really, anybody who watched the Amazon documentary last week would would, would know that 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 he didn't do his time at Spurs had, had reached this natural conclusion, its natural end, and he wanted to move on, and that's absolutely fine. But we we haven't, we don't have that sort of player that can unlock defences. Um,
2: I wonder if he's actually. Agitating um, Delhi to move
1: mm.
2: because he's worth a few bob. Someone's going to pay a lot of money for him, and maybe even this moment, for Delhi, a move might be better for him. But we get a few bob because we were warned right at the beginning, uh, and I and I understand exactly why. With with COVID nineteen around and the, the prices, and we've got no money and no money coming in, um, that we're really not going to spend any money, and whatever we spend is what we co- what comes in. And I think. Uh, Mourinho wants the money, and I think he probably identified somebody and mm. says, "Right, I'll get rid of Deli and I'll get a creative player, whom who he he knows and we don't." I just wonder whether he's agitating him away. That's that's really speculative. I yeah, uh,
1: I mean, I think my own thoughts on that are: I think that probably there'll be maybe one or two other players to go out out of the door, but I think they'll be, if you like, lesser quality players than a deli or a Dombele or or, or some of our, on paper should we say better players in this window and try to get a striker in. And then I think if it doesn't work out for some of these players by Christmas I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised if um this is an awful example, but if you recall a few years ago, when when he was managing United, in their January window, um, uh, Mkhitaryan went out. It was, you know, curtains for him, and Sanchez came in in the other direction. That was not a good move for either party, um, oh. for re- for either player or for the club or for Mourinho when he was United manager, and I and I hope. If that's what happens and say Delhi goes in, in January and we get somebody else in, I hope it, I hope it doesn't end the same way that that it did. I, I can see something like that, some somebody coming in. I I I, I think I think he'll give Delhi Alley a bit more time. I think he wants to make it work. But there is oh, it's just it's just really, really frustrating that I think, you know the the team so much of the team used to go through Ericsson. Whatever anybody says about him and and, and, and and you know, last season he was his mind was elsewhere, that that's fine. Effectively he wasn't there. Um, yeah.
2: with, you, with his creativity, he yeah. got between the lines. Everton had two banks of four, he'd have found his way in between, taken that ball little shuffle, turn, and a little threaded between the centre backs or full back and centre back there was nobody between those lines looking to take it in Mm. fact Kane was doing it sometimes he came out and dropped right back in midfield on a few occasions to try and get something of the ball Um, which is not what you really want but that's what he was felt he was forced to do
1: how do you um we're going to do questions in the second half we've got Bex's Spurs ladies update to, to, to come very shortly um uh, broadly speaking, I mean, after t- t- today's performance, how do you feel? And I know it's the first game, as I said. How do you feel going forward? Do you, Do you think that that the problem of problems of creativity that that we're seeing will be addressed by? Assume we don't get anybody. We get let's say we get a striker, but assume we don't get a creative player. Do you think those problems will be addressed by the combination of both Lascelles and and Dombele Do you think that we will show that? Bit of character and fight the next time we find ourselves in this, and we will. There will be another situation where where we go goal down in a game because that's football. It happens to everybody. It happens to the, the best sides. Do you think we will show that character, for example, on on Thursday when we play Lokomotiv Plovdiv, and when we play Southampton next week when when. Yeah, you know, we're, we're particularly against Southampton. We're expecting to put in a good performance, having having not had any points this season. Dare I say, it, imagine we go to Southampton and within ten minutes, I don't know, Danny Ing scores. Do you think there is enough there in terms of quality, in terms of character of the players, and in terms of the manager? Do, do you know? Is can, can we? Are we reading too much into today's performance?
2: Yeah, shouldn't read too much into it. Um... I don't think... I, I think Mourinho's fine. I, I don't think he would allow that to happen again. It, it mean, Before um, last, end of last season, the second half after the a, a lockdown, mm-hmm. um, we had games like this. And then we came back. All right, we, it, they weren't sparkling, I must admit. But we, we dragged some results out. Yeah. And we did. Um, and it was more to do with us being organised and, and defending. But there's no doubt the teams have worked us out. And if they... Gum us up, that we they watch us play in front of them, which they're happy for us to do. Get the goal, just let Spurs play in front of us because you know we're just two banks of four. We'll just block them up. They they just don't find the way through. We we don't we don't get the crosses in. They were big lads as well. They were always going to deal with it quite well. Um, We we never got a clear header today. So, but I I think we'll turn round. Uh, against Southampton, I think they'll see the effort, it has to be there just has to be, whether we get the creativity mm. I'm not so sure and I can't tell you, we'll get the result but I'm sure we'll get a response and one that will show a lot more fight Yeah. I, I don't think the manager will allow anything else otherwise yeah. he'll start playing kids Let's
1: the only the, the, the only caveat I've got, I agree, I agree about the, the creativity, we, we literally really do not know until we get a fit also back playing runner games and until we get Dombele's, I don't know where he is because of his match fitness, obviously he. I think he started against against Watford in, in the final pre-season game, or he's featured in that game anyway, I can't remember if he started and today he he came on so maybe he's he's not too far, whether either those players are, 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 can prove to be the answer remains to be seen My only concern is that my expectations were that with the pre-season and with a few new players in and with, you know, passage of time, that we would see a better performance today. I'm not talking about the football per se, I'm just talking about heads dropping because today there were shades of early last season and Brighton and players just not. And that I was disappointed in. The players certainly, but also to some degree, the manager, it rests on him. I, I was surprised that given we've just had a you know a summer and a pre-season and, and and i thought that we'd be a little bit you know a little bit better and a little bit less predictable but um we shall see we shall see i, I hope i'm, I'm wrong and i hope what, what we've seen today do, isn't an indication of what's about to come um right in the second half of the podcast we're going to take more of your questions we'll briefly look at the upcoming fixtures which I mentioned we'll touch a little bit on the Amazon documentary there's a few more episodes so in the final final three episodes is it tomorrow? yeah land Um, but before I do that Spurs ladies were in action also against Everton funny enough today um, with news on that and news of an exciting new signing by the Spurs ladies here is Bex with this week's Spurs ladies update
3: Hey it's Bex, so Spurs women kicked off their uh, league campaign last week and you may have heard if you listened to the podcast they drew 1-0 with West Ham this week. Today's game was up at Everton so a Merseyside double for the senior teams um, and sadly exactly like the men the women came away with a 1-0 loss scored by Christensen in the second half of the game a um, little bit disappointing. Couple of new starters started. Sorry, new players started today. Uh, Shalina Zadorski is on loan at the moment. Um, she started, but not the famed Alex Morgan. That leaves the women sitting nicely mid-table. They're sitting eighth at the moment, um, out of twelve, with um, just the one point, and that was from last week's game. They don't have a game next weekend, which will be the twentieth of September. They do, however, have a game on the twenty-sixth of September and that's against Arsenal women in the FA Cup that game is uh televised it's quarter past five kickoff it will be on BBC2 the game will be held at Warren Wood so go have a check out of the social media um I haven't seen any comments from Karen Hills um the manager about today's defeat I'm guessing she won't be very happy but um it's early in the season as we know uh if you want anything to know anything else I am on Twitter at Bungies Bex cheers thanks Bye bye
1: Welcome back to the second half of the Tottenham Family Podcast. Thank you, Bex. Right, um, that is an exciting signing. A World Cup winner um, to... to, to, to to the ranks. Um, I think that's going to be it's, it's certainly good for Spurs, but I think it's it's, it's good for the WSL as well, and then will brace the profile even even more and, and generate interest, but interest particularly for maybe people who aren't necessarily in tune with with, with, with the latest game. So I think it's good from a Spurs point of view. Um, right, let's go into some questions. Right, um, first one from. Gilly, Twitter handle is I know Alan Gilthine. My biggest disappointment was how laboured we were and how easily Everton contained us second half. We looked like a side that needs someone to pull a rabbit out out of a hat. Uh, so little cohesion in team play. How can we make the midfield more dynamic? We well, talked yeah. about that, but
2: well, yeah, we have, and uh, we need to make it dynamic. Either so coming along mm-hmm. and getting fitness and and finding a way to um, um, get a relationship with the players in front of him, as Ericsson had, knows their movement, knows what they like, and they trust him. Uh, if we don't get that, we're going to have not only a laboured day, we're going to have a laboured season. Mm. And He's quite right. That's, that's what we've just identified, and, and Gilly's quite right to identify it exactly that. With the creativity, I still felt, I thought, well, on our first half performance, once we'd conceded, I still thought then, well, surely now we'll go at them. And I reckon we might get a couple. This is a Mourinho side, surely. And it's so disappointing. And he's right. Mourinho did come out afterwards and he was talking about so many players not at match fit. He said Harry Kane still not really had a pre-season. He said Doherty, he said he came straight off holiday and went straight on international duty. He still hasn't really trained yet. He said, so it's a bit of an excuse. Um, I, I don't subscribe to it entirely. But we're going to have to find our way aren't we I mean, hopefully um with with the fixtures thick and fast um it'll be less training and more playing
1: what did you make of? um so we've got i would say we've got at the moment for if we if we're playing a sort of four two three one, then i think we've got four players perhaps that that are competing for two maybe five players competing for two spots so hoiberg winx sissoko Belay and the fifth one I'd say is Lo Celso. depending on where you play him do you play him in, in in one of those two sort of double pivot type positions or do you play him further forward behind you know, off Kane or maybe coming from the right and a lot of the time for Argentina he plays on the right and then com- comes off on his, on his on his left foot so four or five players um, before I ask you about the best combat combination of players if we, if we had them all fit and available what did you firstly make of Hoiberg and Winks' performance?
2: Um, I don't want to drag those out, because Heubert, uh, Ho- Hoiber- I mean, I hmm, he started off quite well. Um, but he drifted out the game himself, and I was rather hoping he was going to be the catalyst of us driving forward um, and attacking, really, and, and behind the players, but just as much with his mouth and really with his sort of gritty play that I was expecting and I didn't get it today, but I, again, I refuse to really use today as a, as a yardstick for the, the season. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's not right, but Winks in and out, in and out. Um, he, I do want to see him play some more forward balls. He played about two. The rest, he does keep possession. Well, I yeah. know a lot, a lot of fans don't like Winks uh, because of this sideways and backward passing, but in reality, it does keep possession, but it's difficult to argue that after today, isn't mm. it? Yeah,
1: I think Winks. I don't think he's a great tackler. That's fine. I don't think that's in his makeup. I don't, I don't think he's a defensive sort of midfielder, um, and I think I don't think he's a, necessarily a number, a number ten, or a, you know, a sort of more advanced midfielder that can find that that killer ball. I think he's something in between. Um, he's good at recycling play moving the ball 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 around and I think certain certain sort of opponents that we might face certain situations we might encounter in the, over the course of a game I think he, he's the right person but I'm not sure he's, a, he's our best um, you know I think if everybody's fit I would like to think it would be a combination of Hoiberg and either I it goes to the, which one is the more creative either Dombele probably Dombele or do you play Lescelso in a deeper role, or do you instead of Dombele, or do you play Dombele and then play Lo Celso further forward? But if you play Lescelso further forward, then it means you're dropping somebody else in the team or shaking up elsewhere. I, I feel that both with Winks and Sissoko, they probably wouldn't. If everybody's fits, I don't think they would start for me. Now that might that might change from opponent to opponent, but I think it, I think in an ideal world you want a you want a hard-working tackling midfielder and maybe that's hoiberg and somebody else that that's creative dombele remains to be seen
2: i think by the end of the season you still won't know what the best side is (laughs) with with all these fixtures with injuries because that is true yeah injuries because the demands yeah we're still not gonna know Mm -hmm. we're gonna need this great group you know this this whole um group of players. Um, that's why we need another striker because Kane cannot be used every game. He's just impossible. He needs a rest at some, some stage. That's my only piece now that I think that if we're looking to sign a striker, we've said up to now, as any other striker would say, and they have, there's one or two have come out and said, I'm not going there because Harry Kane has got the position. I'm not going to dislodge him well they don't have to dislodge him anymore if they came this season if they believe in themselves they're going to get plenty of game time and probably just as much as kane himself if not more if he gets injured so i think the the opportunity is there for a striker another striker mm. for a signing i really do okay
1: what else have we got So, matthew moroney was well, Soko for daily substitution at halftime all about that we've 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 um, well, we've yeah, sorry, we that. We did
2: address that. Sorry, just just right? Irony, yeah.
1: Uh, what else have we got? Um, Mark Stoll, poor finishing, decision making in attack, and the return of that complete lack of desire in the second half. How has this become our default default mode?
2: Yeah. How has it? And it's not wrong to point it out because that under the previous. In, um, Management, yeah, um, was already there, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, you know, we go so many games. Do you think? But Poch lost his job over it mm-hmm. because of this. Really, almost not caring, and it, and it looked at today sometimes it just didn't care. I, I, and that's what Mourinho's been brought in to do is to change the mentality of the team. And regardless, I don't, I don't subscribe to the tactics. You know, well, we didn't get the tactics. No, no, don't do. It. And even the the uh, substitution as Sissoko, which again i have no idea really idea fully why he did it it didn't seem to make it other than pushing war up front, but it didn't make perfect sense to me at all but that still doesn't excuse that lack of effort today it really didn't
1: but i think that long-term decline is down to down to the fact that over i don't know 18 months two years two years in fact i would say yeah. at least two years we didn't we went from 2018 19 all of that season that's 2 years ago not investing in in, in the squad we in, 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 you know we can we can say that was down to um Enoch not backing the manager we could say that was down to Enix citing the stadium being an issue although they said there was money available we can we could say that it was maybe Pochettino was being too picky about certain players or just bad luck or whatever but we didn't address we, refresh of the playing staff we didn't you know sort out some of these contract issues when we should have in a timely fashion we didn't get certain players out out of doors. so there's always going to be that long-term decline there was always and then there was going to be that painful rebuild that poch talks about um we're seeing that now somebody else trying to address those those questions i think the problem is that we're playing a bit of catch-up now both in terms of getting Get, you know, reinvesting, getting getting players in the squad, but also because that long-term decline has set in, and the performances have dropped. Um, I think I think some of it's still confidence, and I think when 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 we do badly, I think heads 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 roll, and that's yeah, that's you got the players have got to take a bit more ownership, but I think also the manager, it does fall on the manager to motivate the players, yeah. and and. I don't know. I don't. I don't know at this moment in time. That oh, we, we, we'll see how it unfolds. I just. I feel that we've got. We've still got, despite despite the holes that we've talked about. I still feel we've got very good players on on paper that other clubs would die, die for. You know, I think. I think we've got a better group of players, for example, than Leeds United. Right. But you look at Leeds. they the way they played yesterday I know they lost but to score three goals at Anfield to, to work hard to press hard to to play for the manager and he took an average group of players and did wonders with them and got them got them promotion arguably should have gotten promotion the season before they burnt out yeah. um yeah, I suppose what I'm trying to trying to make is that you can have players of lesser ability, you can play different set of tactics, but you still those players and some of it is self motivation, some of it is down to the manager. Have got to have the confidence and to 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 do well and the belief and not to let let their heads roll when things don't don't go that way. And I and I, th- I still think that some of it is just confidence. I just think it's a mental a mental thing with the players. Um, I think it was there. We saw shows of that last season. I don't think it's fully, no. fully I agree. fixed. I agree.
2: I agree. Um, he's, got to, he's got to fix it. That's
1: why he's there. Yeah. Some of it might might be just new additions, not in terms of what they bring in terms of their quality, but also in terms of fr- a fresh input from outside, a fresh voice in the in the dressing room, and that might change things. We, we shall we shall see. Um, right. Uh, let's see. What, have, what else have we got? Um, Stuart Sessions, Twitter is at Stuart Sessions. How can we stay positive after that labour? After that laboured performance, surely going to get worse unless Mourinho Levy can produce a rabbit out of the hat in the transfer window to inject pace, power into that midfield.
2: Well, I I think that maybe it's going to do us a favour, and Levy will look at that and think and have a chat with Mourinho and say, yeah, I, I think we need a couple. Um, identify here and there
1: mm. uh,
2: and I hope that Everton think they've by duffing us up think they've they're done in the, in the market and they, yeah we're, we're a good place and um, we lead them on to have a, maybe not such a good season because uh, you know it's, it, it wasn't quite the result that uh, they thought it was but maybe this will do us a favour um, mm. and, and get us to rather spark up and it does need it feels as though it needs still more refreshment doesn't it we need players that want to come in and impress. We've got rid of, I mean, Ericsson was right to go, Danny Rose certainly was good. To, you know, right to go, get these players out who are not fully um, committed to the club. We need all those players. And if Doherty's come along um, and, and others that have come in, hopefully they should be fully committed and saying, yeah, I'm buying into this, let's go. Mm. We just we just
1: didn't see it the day. My 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 concern with the transfer window is if we get that elusive striker that we that we all know that we need to get. And let's just say we get somebody that's competent, gets goals, does a good job, takes the pressure of well not pressure of Harry, but but gives us another option. You know, should we need to rest him or if he gets injured, etc. That's fine. Let's say that that that's the bare minimum. But if we also need another player in midfield i mean he says inject pace and power into that mid- midfield we we actually talked about a creative player i don't know that we can we can get that second player in this window given everything we, we talked about in terms of finances and covid and and, and well, that sort yeah. of thing and, and i think i think the rebuild is still going to be over a few windows yeah and realistically i could only see a striker coming coming in now if it's if we get somebody like let's, let's just mention it again if we we say that we did. Now, yes. I don't know, you know, what. Given he's been in and out of the Madrid team, some of it due to injury, some of it just not, he's just not playing. I don't know what sort of Gareth Bale are we, are we, are we we would get, for example, right? Would we get the Bale that could pick up the ball, beat a few people, cut 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 in on his left foot, and score score a screamer from thirty yards, and win a game single-handedly, right? I don't know that we're going to get that at this point in his career but if we did I think that would be you could almost circumnavigate the need for a midfielder in the short term and it would it would it would be a huge lift to the squad to the club to the moods and I think you'd have a match winner but I'm not sure that that Gareth even if we did sign him I'm not sure that player is there anymore I think you might see shades of that um
2: well, no, no it's Pinedo's yeah. guy. But you saw you saw what Hamis Rodriguez mm-hmm. did for Everton today. I was hoping that, that that player that scored that wonderful goal uh, in the World Cup um, yep. uh, so many years ago, you know, just be drift just drifted away. Uh, but no, actually, his touch, his passing was excellent mm-hmm. today. He was spray, spraying that ball around, and that's what I'm saying. When you spray the ball like that, the other players are confident to make those runs they know he's going to find them they'll push on a bit because he they know that he's got that creativity he was a big difference for everton today um and and he was a lot of trouble to us so yeah if you've got gareth bale you've got to fit gareth bale uh he would do what and more because he's a better player than hamis rodriguez but that's not going to happen so unfortunately, it... and I, I do think we're trying to i, I think we're waiting on milan to buy mm-hmm. Uria before we do anything. I think at the end of this window, we will not spend any money. I would imagine we'll be carbon neutral by the time we've, we've finished the window.
1: Going back to the beginning of this question, Stuart's question, how, how can we stay posit- positive after this performance?
2: Uh, by just believing and hoping, uh, yeah. against hope, uh, that this is just the first game. Um, and maybe that's just the jolt mm. that maybe Mourinho needs, that he hasn't solved it yet, he's got lots of work to do. But it's not going to yeah. be easy with all these games thick and fast. Yeah, or it could also
1: be the making of us. Um, yeah, you know, it, it could it, be. It, I, I am not overly optim- optimistic. I mean, Like I said, I think if we get a striker, that's fantastic, but I think we need a little bit more. I don't think we're going to do that in one window. On the evidence of today and some of what I saw last season, again, I'm not huge. I'm not really. It's difficult. It's one of those situations where you you, you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, but you know that it's yeah. it's there. You just can't see it, and I and I, and I and I can't see it. But I do know what I do know from football for many years, like yourself, of supporting football, you know, of supporting Tottenham and, and following football and being a football fan that. It's so much of it's confidence. So much of it is, it's it's just results, and and it is the first game of the season, and we could bounce back with a win um, in Bulgaria on 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 Thursday, and then get another win next week, and suddenly before you know it, um, things are on on the up. I remember nine years ago. We started off with, with we had Everton at home on the first day of the, the season, but the game didn't go ahead because of the riots in Tottenham. So we were playing catch up. We had one game for a lot for, for half of that for about up until about January of that season, 2011-2012, the final red nap season. Yeah. We didn't have um, we had we had one one game in hand. So we actually kicked off with United away and at Old Trafford, which we lost was televised and then we played City at home and I think they beat us 5-1 or something it was, it was it was awful backdrop of this we hadn't signed anybody there was a whole stuff with Modric you know was he going to go to Chelsea and what not the window closed window closed he hadn't gone to Chelsea he was going to be with us for at least another year as it was transpired it was another year before he went to Madrid we got Adebayor on loan we got that striker in that we needed and we got Scotty Parker and then I think there was an international break, and when we resumed after that in September, we got a good run of results. And suddenly it was a completely different Tottenham Totten team. Okay, players with different personnel, was di- different then. we had. We had maybe a more balanced team in certain areas. Then with creativity with Modric and Van Avar, and we had the pace of Bale and Lennon. Um, and we had a few few striking striking options, Alaba or Defoe, um, but. Oh, results. It went from one one extreme where you just you just right in the just looking at it, you know, getting humbled by United and then Man City at home and thinking, how the hell are we gonna? So that that's the only optim, optimism I've got that things can change very quickly in football. And if they if they go in the other direction, confidence suddenly is, is, is on an up and and things things change. So
2: well, it's also. It's on the verge of yeah. coming back anyway so maybe we'll see mm. a complete different side when he comes in and starts to um find those passes But put carrie kane if mean, harry kane starts firing then we're away we may not be very far away it was only the second half the first half wasn't all that bad yeah i wasn't so despondent so it's only that second half and it really was mm. the reaction to concede i mean sure we can see the goal we're always going to concede a goal at some stage not enough. that that happens it's how you react and we just reacted really badly today so from here on in, surely Mourinho won't allow that to happen again that reaction has got to be there if we do concede
1: Great, um, I think a similar sort of question from Nate, his Twitter handle is Nate underscore H-A just say Si, is there anything that can stop us sliding into mediocrity? I mean is that are we sliding into mediocrity i mean i guess i guess i guess we sort of are relative to where we were a few seasons ago
2: yeah yeah we are as fans though aren't we like all fans you know meltdown goes meltdown over one one loss now what he's saying there is not the one loss but is this the start of something really bad and but of course you get that negative Hmm. vibe don't you we all do um i'm sure it all right this is we only finished what a few hours ago. But you know, I've I've had to pick myself up. I go very quiet when it all goes wrong you know, and I try and myself to find some sort of uh, little crumb of comfort somewhere. Uh and I and I'm just really um, just sending it into the well that was that happened yesterday. Let's look forward to the Plovdiv and Southampton games.
1: Yeah, I and mean, I think look, look I'm not. am not a huge fan of Jose. That's that. That, that we know, right? Um, I think at the moment. Um, I think at the moment I'm trying my best to hold hold my power to try on the pod, and we'll just we'll just see how things unfold going going forward. I, I think certainly. If if results, it's a football's results oriented game. That's why Pochettino lost his job last season. People go on about the 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 yeah. the the, the Malay and 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 the, the 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 results the previous season and, and and the away defeats. Ultimately, it was beginning of last season, a string of results, and he 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 lost his job. Um, same with Mourinho when he was at United. Same with every other man- manager. Same with Alex Ferguson all those years ago when he was sacked by whoever it was before Aberdeen. Um, Saint Mir- Saint Mirren, I'm thinking, or somebody. East East, it's St. Mirren. He was he's St. and Stern. Yeah. He? he
2: was with those. I think it was St. Mirren. And
1: I don't actually know if it was football related, or whether he fell out with. Anyway, but the point is, it's it's a results-oriented business, and the managers managers know that. And I think at the moment, it's it's just it's one result. I think people who are people who are pro Jose are gonna are going to back the manager i think people that have an agenda against him are probably gonna um probably gonna jump on today's result and 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 yeah, and, and like, seek like to that. validate their their case and i probably have to some some degree but i'm, I'm trying to be diplomatic on, on the podcast i think that that like you said, it's the first game. Let, let's see how it, how it unfolds. Obviously, if it goes the other way, then I think it will. And, and results don't go a particular way, then I think that will just reinforce the opinion that that you know perhaps the managers at fault, not just the players.
2: We're also battling against Everton, who've um, actually had yeah. a very decent side. They, they, they deserve the well, three points. They... Oh, absolutely, but they have spent nearly half a billion pounds in the last four seasons. Under Bashiri, it's four four hundred and eighty odd million. Now, it doesn't look as uh, the side doesn't look that expensive, (laughs) does it? But but they certainly played well enough. Where's it got them? So they are spending.
1: Where's it got them? Sorry.
2: Yeah, not, not that far so so far. That's the point, isn't it? I mean, I, I think with Doherty and Heubert, um, we've got a couple of really good bargains there. As I say, they won't. We've, we spoke about this last week, they won't set the world alight necessarily, but I did hope today that they were going to shore it up and we weren't going to concede. But and, you know, it doesn't always go the way I want it to go. Or I think it's <laughs>
1: right, so final question on the running order, another one from our John Sniggles, Um he just says in the pantheon of shit performances how shit was that performance well you you and i were there uh, at newcastle all those years ago yeah so
2: yeah
1: that takes some yeah. topping
2: it does take some topping I, that was awful but i thought sheffield united were worse last last season yeah that brighton was, was brighton away
1: was
2: um right the only one about brighton is Larice yeah. got his injury and that seemed to stun us at that moment oh. But yeah, those two games were I worse think... than this one. First half, I thought we were all right. Um, nothing more, mm-hmm. but we were all right. It's that reaction today that, um, you know, the Sheffield United one, we just yep. kept conceding. There was a the defence had gone off on a tea party. Really had. Hopefully not more than six of them.
1: Yeah, I think the, the only other one that last season that comes to mind was the was Bayern one, which everybody talks about. I think that wasn't as bad as it looked by which I mean we, 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 we scored first as I recall and we had a, I think we had a good first half and it was only when we conceded when I think they went ahead when it was 3-2 I think or 3 and then suddenly the goals kept flooding in and then heads, heads heads dropped and I think that was bad Brighton for me always was, was was worse because it followed that game and we didn't see a reaction when I, when I fully expected there to be one Brighton yeah. were, were lower, lower down um, and that was that was poor and the Newcastle won um, there's there's a I'll try to forget these games but there was, there's another game which doesn't get t- talked about but a few seasons ago we played Leverkusen in the Champions League at Wembley it was the first season when we were playing games, Champions League games at Wembley and we were awful I think we lost 1-0 we were really awful and disjointed that, that, that day but it, I think it, it just, it's because it was a group game it just sort of gets forgotten about and because it wasn't a threat a flashing yeah. but um, yeah the reaction like you say today was, was, was the disappointing thing when, when we went
2: yeah yeah
1: right um let us just very briefly we've got low Plov plovdiv on 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 thursday and then we've got southampton away i'm not going to ask you about plovdiv and 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 because i'm, sh- no, uh, I'm
3: but but in terms are.
1: of okay in terms of these two matches um i won't ask you whether you can whether you think we can beat plovdiv or or, or not they could be it could be a really great, could be a surprise package for all we all we know. But in terms of the team selection, um, do you expect Jose to ring the changes on on Thursday after today? Yes,
2: I do. Oh yeah, absolutely, I do. Um, and I think you might find one or two youngsters playing as well. Um, I, I he'll obviously know about them. He'll obviously calculate that some players um, from the. the Youngsters uh, will be good enough for that game. Mm-hmm. That's what I expect, anyway. And then his so called best side available for Southampton. Yeah. And that's where I expect to see the reaction. But, you know, it wasn't that long ago. It was young boys. We struggled mm-hmm. against them in Switzerland. You know, these teams, oh, they're easy. Oops. And he went out on them. We really did struggle in those early days and Leverkusen. We, we looked completely out of our depth, not used to It'd Europe. it be
1: interesting on Thursday. I mean, who he goes for in goal? Will we continue with. With with Lurice or we'll say Hart or Gazzacart was on the bench today. Or Gazzaniga start that game. Will he play at Ria at right back, or is he really just? Was he just filling the numbers on the bench today? Is, is he? Is he? Is he out of out of the door? In fact, if he did play him, would he then be ill, Ill ineligible for ineligible. for say Milan or some prospective club possibly? Um, so I think I think, I think probably I think he'll start Hugo I think Doherty will start I think Davis will start I think yeah. one of the players at the back might change for that game I wouldn't be surprised if Sanchez comes comes okay. in Toby is rested but Toby plays against his old club on, on Sunday Yeah, um, I agree. and then after that I don't know maybe Dombelli will, will, will feature maybe Sissoko will feature in midfield maybe Bergwine who came on or Lamella who was on the bench will will feature yeah. and then the real yeah. question is you said his strongest team what that will be on 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 well, Sunday I'm and not. some of that will also be dependent on whether we pick up any injuries on Thursday do you think yeah. we can get something against southampton i mean they they lost yesterday to palace they're going to be out for a uh, for their first three points of the season i was going to stay in front of a home crowd but as you know we're not there, there won't be a crowd i don't know if that it's interesting. Just watching Liverpool yesterday, conceding three goals at home, and I,
2: they were dreadful. They were dreadful, and particularly Van der whatever his name is, um, Van Dyke. He was just but, yeah, they were. But dreadful. also, it strikes
1: me the fact that there are no fans there. How much of an advantage that will prove, prove for Leeds? But also, just generally, at the moment, whilst we're having this strange situation with no spectators, whether home advantage really counts for anything
2: yeah well that has changed with COVID-19 definitely home advantage is not there so yeah that could be another very minor excuse mm-hmm. for today that we didn't have the fans um you know you'd hope the fans would have picked us up um so yeah it's, it's, it's going to be some probably um unusual yeah. results more or less. I think
1: I, I think we'll, we'll beat Plovdiv um and I think we'll get results I think we'll get three points against Southampton um
2: we, but, you've got to say that you've got to, if we've got yeah. any ambitions this season we've got to be considering and we, we've got the players but whether we've got the the mindset for it I think the easy out.
1: part in some ways might be to bounce back with two wins my yeah. my the the big question for me is I can see us doing that. What about after that? What, what if we play somebody else and we find ourselves one nil down? Will we show this? Will we show the reaction that we did? That's the big, bigger unanswered un- un- for me. I'm, I'm sure. Just as you mentioned earlier, there were results in that period post restart and performances which were poor. Plus the odd results against uh, Sheffield United when we lost and against Bournemouth where we drew. Where suddenly you know you think right, well, this isn't. We're not going to get anything, and then and then before you know it, the next few games we put a run of results. We didn't particularly play well, but we beat Arsenal and we beat Leicester, um, Newcastle, and suddenly we're back in cont- contention. So I, I can see a sort of you know there being a sort of up and down in terms of results. What I just don't know yet is will we see that that um. Dispirited, or that sort of level of heads, you know, heads dropping type scenario. If we go a goal down, and that's that's a big un- unanswered for me. We shall see. We shall see if the players. I not would. Yeah,
2: you know, I wouldn't put it as heads dropping. It's just there's just no get up and go. It's almost as if well we're we're, we're happy with one nil. You know, we'll just mm. keep knocking the ball around. It just wasn't there until Lindabelli came on. Uh, just really odd. Really odd.
1: It just looked, looked laboured. just, I don't know. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: right. Final thing. Just, just to finish on um, the Amazon documentary. So I think the final three episodes are out tomorrow. Um, at this point, if you if you haven't watched the documentary and you don't want to know, or or if you're if you don't want a spoiler um, about what what's well, if you there, there, there's a, there's been a trailer that's um, that's available. That's been widely available on YouTube and on social media, so if you've if you if you've seen it you'll know what I'm talking about, but if you haven't seen it or you've been trying to avoid it, now might be a time to switch off the pods and <laughs> join us next week, because we're briefly going to touch upon that um, so one of these three episodes they um, the, 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 the trailer that we saw, it refers to an incident towards the end of last season against today's opponents, against Everton um, when the um, there was a, an argument between hugo and son just before half time i think we just scored a goal if i recall correctly and then they had a chance
2: yeah it was it was
3: an, it was
1: an yep. own
2: goal was not it it was yeah and
1: draw. they had a chance immediately afterwards to, to everton had a chance to score a goal and son didn't track back and 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 hugo had a go at him at the time i didn't like what i saw on the basis that there was only a minute to go to to half time, and given that you could have just waited for um you know for Hugo to have have the outburst in the dressing room rather than the public anyway these things happen um what we didn't know at the time was actually what went on behind closed doors, but we do now because we've we've seen a little bit of a, a little bit of the trailer um what did you make of what you've seen and um
2: i like I liked it. I liked it. Um, we, I think we've all been impressed. We've all wondered why Luis yeah. maybe was captain. I don't like I'm I'm not in favour of a goalkeeper as captain necessarily. But of course, we've seen World Cups won with uh, goalkeepers as captains. So, Dinos Soft uh,
1: and. It, it, Spanish keeper. Yeah, and, and the Spanish Casillas? Keeper,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Casillas, yeah. yeah. So those two are, are good examples. Um, so it does work. Um, uh, but it did seem a bit odd when he's, about, oh, is he, he's the right guy but clearly now we see how vocally he is in the changing room and clearly uh, that's what Mourinho wanted and he was happy with it. And I, but unfortunately it didn't work <laughs> for today did it? That, that's, that, that's what we should have seen you know today mm. that should have happened today at some stage almost want Larisse to come out there and grab hold somebody by the shirt and start shaking them and saying are you not going to wake up and Mm. get going on this game um and that's what he did with sonny i liked it but you're right maybe i could have just got in the tunnel and done it rather than out there it would have been better but
1: there there was a line in there where where i'm just paraphrasing where um where Hugo says something like shouts at son, and just says it's the same for you it's the same for Harry it's the same for Lucas it's the same for everybody and I really like that and and yeah there's always been this uh, debate amongst a lot of our fans whether Hugo has got the, you know whether he's perhaps a little bit too quiet and I, and like you say, I think this documentary has shown that he can be and is quite vocal behind yeah. just because we don't see it or hear it on the pitch doesn't I mean to say it, it doesn't happen behind closed doors and and i think that's great for me for all this talk you know some people saying oh they got oh, this documentary it's, it's it's embarrassing my club and i can't watch it and i just think it's a, it offers a fantastic insight into what it doesn't it doesn't give us the whole picture you know unless we're a, a permanent fly on the wall that's there all the time uncensored um for, for for this manager and the one before that and the one before that and, and then we can we can at least then measure you know different styles of, of manager and whatnot it won't give us a complete picture but it'll give us a better insight than we've ever ever had in our club um yeah and yep. and i think that's that's good and yeah and I, and I liked what i saw from hugo yeah yeah it was um, good that's, that's something to look forward to tomorrow, right? The next podcast, the next podcast will be um, a week today when we play um, Southampton. We'll probably be recording some point. I think it's a lunchtime kickoff, so the next podcast will probably be recorded late afternoon on a Sunday. Until then, all that's left for me to say is thank you, David. Well, thank you. Dave. Until next time, this has been the Tottenham Hotspur family podcast.
0: Come on Tottenham, stick it in the go. Come on Tottenham, the base are so bloody slow You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen Put on that lily white and run on to that green White our Lane has seen its pain, it's had its low of nights we fought our team through thick and thin and all those boring nights And when the game is done we'll sing a song and talk it out all night hey! Come on or Tottenham, papers. stack it in the, the goal oh, Come course. on Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow You are the you first team the, team, the last team th- my dreams, dreams have ever seen Pull on that leeway and run on to that green Oh, we've seen them come, we've seen them go The name's up on our shirt the Gods have failed as men are hailed and faces in the dirt Now gather round and sing it out and we'll talk out over her.